Kia ora, no mai ki te whare. welcome to The House, I'm Johnny Blades. As the Parliament term nears an end, the House is doing some exit interviews with MPs who have decided to retire at the election. With the end in sight and a degree of freedom from the political campaign, the retiring MP tends to offer frank assessments of the job. So today we sit down with Green MP Jan Logie and Nationals Jackie Dean to reflect on their time at Parliament. Starting with Jackie Dean, who has been a Minister and Assistant Speaker, has chaired select committees, all the while representing the people of Waitaki, one of the country's biggest electorates. She came into Parliament in 2005 and has had spells in both opposition and government. I've had a bob each way, quite frankly. Between five and eight, uh, the National Party was under Don Brash, and then John Key was building from a very low base. And arguably, you can say that we've done exactly the same thing post the 2020 election. I really enjoyed um, our time in government. I was a minister for the last year of that. I relished it completely. I've never read so much material in my whole life, even though I always considered myself to be fairly you know, hard-working. But it's a big job, uh, and I was um, really beginning to find my feet until 2017 election, where, when, of course, we went out of power again. What was it like to come into a party which was very male-dominated? It was quite different when I think back. It's interesting because I, I was the first female MP for Otago and then the newly created seat of Waitaki, obviously. But I never, ever, ever, ever felt as if I was in a lesser position for being a woman, even though I was representing crusty old farmers, you know. Very male-dominated environment was back then. Never felt that. I did feel it in Parliament here. I think I felt it not so much along the male-female line, but there is a certain confidence that comes with being uh, an MP um, over time as you learn the craft. And this is all about being confident, for goodness sake. Everybody's a type A, everybody's aggressive and stands their ground and all of those things. You learn as an MP as you go that that is the patina which seems to develop because of the system, because of the adversarial system. And that can be a bit overwhelming when you first get in there. Seven or eight years later, you go, "Mm, okay, yep. I too can stand up in the parliament and and belt out a decent general debate speech or really speak my mind on a bill forcefully. You've got to be able to give it and take it, but it's got to, in my view, it's got to be above that line. There is a line. Okay, now we've just been delivered a tea. You're a tea soak, Jackie, is that right? Oh, shamelessly so. In fact, one of the happiest memories I have of this place, ironically, is when I was a minister, I had the most wonderful senior private secretary and she would bring me cups of tea all the time. And she would bring me cups of tea. Um, She'd have a cup of tea in one hand and a huge pile of reading in the other and she'd settle me down at my desk and say, there you go, minister. Um, so it's an abiding happy memory and I, and I still retain the habit of, I just drink tea all day long. You've been an assistant speaker for some time now, uh, that's one of your roles. You really get to see a lot about how the place functions, but also, you know, I guess as well, maybe some of the dysfunctionality of it in, in terms of the chamber. Yeah, I think that's a very fair comment and fair reflection and it is something that I think about a lot. 
I am full of admiration for the office of the Speaker. Um, I'm full of admiration for the clerks, who are the lawyers in the main who run and support the running of the House. Um, and why, why do I admire them? Because it's important that our democratic processes are protected. When I'm in the chair as a speaker, always in the back of my mind is, can I keep this debate focused on debating what's at hand and making sure in the limited way I have as a speaker that it is a good debate where all the different points of view are heard and so my role is to allow for that debate by keeping people within the standing orders and using speakers' directions, which is a bit like the law of tort, you know, what, what decisions based on previous decisions and previous wisdom of speakers that have gone before. Having said that, what I find really difficult to sit through as a speaker is when debate goes below the line and... Uh, members descend into a personal attack on other members. It distresses me, and I think as members of parliament, we should work to be better than that um, so that we address the issues and not just indulge in personal attacks. What would you say are the biggest challenges that you've faced in, in the course of your job, or, or what are some of the setbacks that you had to deal with? Look, setbacks are part of the deal, right? The highs and lows are part of the deal, you come into Parliament representing your community. You're not really here to better your own achievements. You're here to represent your community. So it, it would be wrong of me to start enumerating the things I'm proud of and the things that I regret, because that just goes with the job. If I talk about challenges, the challenge in a large electorate means that I'm very time poor, that, that is why um, an MP who is fortunate as myself, who gets the time to decide the time that they're going to retire, um, that decision for me was made on, do I still have it in me to do it all? Because being a Member of Parliament is the hugest commitment you can make in your life. I've got a family... And I know every single member of parliament who retires says exactly the same thing. I need to reconnect with my family. I need to go back with my family. And, and that is the absolute truth. Because being a member means that you commit yourself 100% to the role, to the job. It's not even a job. It's a role. Do you have any advice for, for fresh MPs, people coming in anew, or even those who are staying on? I think just work hard. Do your job properly. Turn up to select committee well prepared. Get off your phones. <laughs> you know, it's not a career, look at me, I'm wonderful, gosh, here I am. It's not that, it's none of that. But there must be a portion of MPs who are there for embellishing them, their own CVs, you know. Well, I'll tell you what, um, I've been in the game for 18 years, right? And I've never thought any of those things. And I feel very satisfied when it comes time for me to stand aside. I will be very satisfied at the contribution I've made. I know why I'm here. I'm here to serve my community and in Parliament to serve Parliament. And it's worked for me. National MP Jackie Dean.
And next, Jan Logie, who came into Parliament for the Green Party back in 2011 and has, among other things, been a leading advocate for addressing gender-based violence and human rights abuses, as well as improving the welfare system. An MP who has tried to give a voice to the voiceless. All right, Jan, so... You've been in Parliament 12 years, basically. Um, That's four terms. There's been two national governments, two Labour governments. How has Parliament changed during that time? Um, I think Parliament has changed, like on some levels, it's changed um, in really good ways, I think, that our Parliament is more diverse um, and less of a say it clearly, white boys, old boys club than when I first came in, when I my first year in Parliament, like, I was really shocked at how, what it felt like really old-fashioned this place was um, to an extent where, you know, National Minister could get everybody in Parliament standing up and clapping the Miss New Zealand contestants and making kind of lewd joke about having spent time with them in his office and everybody laughing. Um, I cannot imagine that happening now, and that is a good thing. (laughs) In terms of the work you wanted to do when you came to Parliament, how's that gone? I think time will tell. I came in my maiden speech, and I still, I've regularly reflected on that as I've stayed in here and now when I'm leaving. I was focused on trying to have a sense of our shared responsibility and connection to each other and the environment, and really wanting to recognise that gender-based violence has been an underlying shame on us as a country and, and a drag on our potential and the potential of all of us. We've moved in a positive sense, and I'm really proud to for the small things that I've been able to do as a part of that, am I secure in the sense that um, those really hard fought for gains um, will be able to keep progressing? No. How about the chamber? You've mentioned before you don't necessarily like the adversarial nature of of what goes on in there. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) to be honest, that's one of the things Um, I've appreciated about being in the Green Party is when I speak on a bill I'm I'm never given talking points (laughs) from anybody in this place about what I need to say to kind of progress our political messaging and that may be a weakness for the Greens (laughs) but but oh my god am I so grateful for that because I cannot imagine how that is for these really intelligent people who care about issues, who have got these amazing work histories, to have to stand up and like just spill out talking points that they've been given by other people <laughs> to fill a space, it's dire. I believe in, in focusing on the issue, not the person. Um, and I do not, and I'm quite... Um, like that's quite clear-cut for me. I, you I, haven't veered from that. Um, to be honest, there's I have one time of remembering hearing myself yelling out, you ass." That's fine. I mean, it's between friends. That's not consistent with my values. And before I came into Parliament, I brought a team of 
um, peer mediators from Wellington High into Parliament to audit it on their school code of conduct. And I recognise I would absolutely have been put in detention for that. And and I don't I don't want to model that. And I get like when I listen to speeches that are so what I think of as dehumanising of people I care about, it is very hard to sit there and and listen to that. But I still believe as a as a strict rule that the debate should be about it's not about them doing that and them as a person. It should be about actually the content of what they're saying and the issues. Not, you know, the dismissal and the kind of undermining of people, which is absolutely still a tactic in this place. What next for you? I don't know. <laughs> Open to job offers. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm hoping I'll get to continue the work and hopefully, you know, hassle my dear colleagues um, from the outside to help them do their job. But exactly what area, I don't know. Um, and I did just want to say that, like, partly when I came into the Greens, I wasn't confident that the Greens were securely holding the things I cared about in terms of the kind of economic justice and some of that work around gender-based violence as an example. There was some great stuff happening, but I wasn't confident it was secure. And and I part of where I'm leaving is like I'm confident my mates have got it and um and we just, you know, I'm gonna say the party line now. We just need more of them <laughs> in there to be able to kind of deliver the results. Yeah. There's so many really wonderful people in this place. Um, and, you know, like in our green team and also like, you know, shout out to the select committee staff and the clerks who, you know, aren't really seen by the public but are like so mind-bogglingly competent and I think we um, should all be very grateful to them. Um, yeah, like, and yeah, I will, I will definitely miss people, but I won't miss having to listen <laughs> to the bullshit. That's the Green MP, Jan Logie. And you've been listening to The House, a programme made possible with funding from Parliament's Office of the Clerk. Kia pai tōra.